Welcome to today's Rally Point Men's Meeting, where we are going to discuss the virtue of diplomacy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Let's join Pastor Wes Pennington and the rest of the mighty men of God in their conversation today. A lot of things are going on in this world, and uh, so this morning's topic is, uh, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Virtue of diplomacy. Um, I've been looking up diplomacy, it means a lot, a lot of things, and instead of worldly diplomacy, uh, wars and things like that, I just want to narrow it down to diplomacy on ourselves. How do we act out diplomacy for ourselves into our families and our surroundings in our church? And so I just want to uh, ask anybody can explain diplomacy you raise your hand and uh, give me a definition on diplomacy don't be afraid I'm gonna I'm gonna change your name, uh, remote or moat, whatever it is that you got up there. Oh, John Cambio did? I'm sorry, I missed you. I was muting people. But yeah, John Cambio. Go ahead, John. I was, uh, I was looking at the... I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was Proverbs 15.1, where it says, uh, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I mean, I know there's much more than that, but that was the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about diplomacy. Well, although I was thinking more... That might be more of like an ambassador, um, but I think it kind of works with it as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? Ryan? Hold on, I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, because I think he, he, uh... Don't, don't hit any buttons, Brian. Get on mute yourself, Brian. Yeah, unmute yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Um, the issue of diplomacy is a working in your heart. Reducing the distance between your head and your heart. Green is a good color, but red is fierce. 
pass into pharmacy. And um, that's that's what I have to say about that because life is granted us through the Lord, and we praise Him for our lives and relinquish control in our lives to Him. And that's that's my view yeah. on it. John Cambio, that's that's uh, pretty much spot on. What I uh, wanted to lead on to is uh, is our tongue, and it's our words, what we say. And diplomacy is that. It's just exhibiting diplomacy is exercising tact or courtesy, using discussion to avoid hard feelings, fights, or arguments. That's just one thing that I came up with, but uh, it's definitely. Uh, how we speak, how we use our words. Even this morning, good morning, Andre. We're talking about diplomacy. Blessed are the peacemakers. That's what we are. We're not. I asked a question about uh, what is diplomacy on a self, not worldly, but on yourself. How diplomacy is within your circle, your family, church, and so forth. Um, so even myself right now, how I'm talking, the words I'm going to be using, uh, we all have to be uh, using choice words, knowledgeable words, non-offensive words, well, but Christ-like words to be more, so we're all in the same boat, floating in the same boat, understanding. There might be some discussions, but it's only a discussion. It's not. It's not going to be self-centered. It's all always about Jesus. It's always about Him. The words we have, and I've been reading where, like with church, you, we could be full of the Bible, full knowledge of the Bible, going to church every Sunday, every function that the church has, regularly paying our tithes, looking good, prim and proper, fellowshipping but then walk out those doors and open our mouths with non-Jesus words. So all of what I just said is just leads to a waste of time doing all of these things because of the words that come out of our mouths. I mean, we are all at fault in this, in this area. We all understand it, especially when buttons are pressed, our, temper, our tempers are inflicted, things are not going our way being a carpenter I'd swing a hammer hit my thumb what comes out of my mouth I mean these are the things that we have to look at so <clears throat> going out in the world is the uh, you know how we are outside of our circle that we're in we have what a question use. we have a question from Eddie uh, alright Ed go ahead I'm sorry I didn't see your hand yeah, um, I was thinking that, you know, a lot of times what we do is we form opinions, and it seems like, you know, they all say the wise man changes his mind, a fool never does. But anyway, uh, you know, a, your opinions sometimes get you in trouble because they get in arguments with other people. Yeah, yeah, like that, like John came out with the proverb, that proverb there, which is one of the truest ones. It said that uh, a soft dancer turns away wrath, a harsh dancer stir up anger. 
Well, it's so true because that happens to all of us at times. We 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 voice our opinions, and somebody else doesn't agree with them. And, you know, you have to more or less tone it down, and uh, you gotta be you gotta be like quick. It's quick to listen and slow to wrath and slow to answer. Sure. Uh, that's the answer I got there. Sure. Well, it's, it's the same thing, you know, we're, we're, we have these men here, there's eight, nine guys here, we're all on the same page, right. so we all understand what we're talking about, right? But then when we go out to the world, they don't know what, they don't understand what we're talking about, so we have to change our lingo, our words, for them to understand. Hmm. And, and as far as opinions, you know, they, they're pretty much judgmental, you know, we have to really think where these opinions are coming from. Are they coming from our head or are they coming from our heart? And what kind of opinions are they, you know? And we have to be straightforward and always be Jesus-minded on these words that we come out of our mouths. And it's just like, I think it's in James, uh, we touched on this uh, the other night about looking in the mirror, you know? Once you look in the mirror and you walk away and you forget what you look like, you know, it's like, it's the same thing, you know, all the knowledge that we get, you're, you're freezing up a little bit, Raj. Being opinion. Am I apologize for my signal? But can you hear me? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, but uh, I can hear we can hear you now, but for that last little part that you spoke, um you broke up a little bit. Scusi has his hands raised. I like that, Bob. I like that you put that in there. That's good. And I, I think you uh, muted yourself, Bob. You need to unmute. Unmute uh, yourself. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yep. I feel like an AT and T commercial. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 um, I think um, I, I definitely agree with uh, what you were talking about, Roger. And we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, we're not going to be saved by works. Like going to church and tithing and it's how we react to people in our lives and um, from what I've been noticing being being stuck in tight quarters with 
you know, I'm I'm not working at all. Um, Joan's working from home, so we're like 24/7 together. You know, seven days a week, and and I can, you know, uh, I can just tell um, uh, the t- the tensions are rising, um, and you know, uh, the diplomatic uh, point of it um, is uh, it's starting to at this point. You know, uh, I haven't. I've been. We've both been in the house since March 9th, and it's like. Um, I think we're both struggling to be diplomatic about the way we talk to each other or something that has to do with the kids. Or, um, it, it's getting harder and harder the more that we're isolated, I feel. Um, so um, I've noticed for myself and also with Joan that you know, the more time spent in the Word, um, the easier it is that I'm reminded to talk Christ-like and to act Christ-like, even though I'm not out in the world, I'm in my house. Um, you know, there's that saying, you know, you take you, you, you take out your anger on the people that are closest to you. And, um, you know, that that's something that I definitely see and hear with other people that I've been talking to. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I um can I chime in, Raj, for a second? I just have a thought. Um, yes, sir. So, as as uh Bob was speaking, you know, just a thought hit me, and it's a it's a one common denominator that's lacking um, in Minnesota right now. There's one common denominator that lacks in any of our hearts um, when we speak foul language or speak against someone um and that common that common language uh that common word is the the thing that combines it all right and it's the one thing that's lacking in Minnesota it's the one thing that lacks in our hearts um uh, when we um when we can't speak kindly to each other even in uh, in a situation like Bob was speaking about when you're cramped in the house alone with your wife for months on end you know you kind of lack uh, this common word as well, and that causes uh, things to come up, and and it causes us to react poorly, right? Um, and and what do you think that word is? Right, it starts with an L, ends with an E. <laughs> right, exactly, Jeff. Love, love, yeah, love. You know, and, and you know, you say is God there? He's there, but he's not seen. And the reason why he's not seen is because there's no love being shown. Love is out of the picture. And without love, we cannot have um, diplomacy or we can't have uh, any type of um, kindness that comes from us at all, um, from love, without it, you know. And um, that's just what came to mind when Bob was speaking, Raj. Go ahead, turn it back over to you. Well, yeah, that, that's a really good point. And uh, it seems like, you know, before this COVID started, you know, we, we've all kind of had a developed a pattern in our lifestyle. We go to work every day. We have a routine. We do these things every day, go to church, whatever it is that we do. And all of a sudden that we then restricted and, and uh, confined as, as Bob was saying. So we're not used to that. So we really don't know what to do and how to, how to react to these things. So we, we're doing the best we can. And then all of a sudden that, that pressure cooker is starting to pop because it's getting built in 
building up, building up, building up. We're not used to this. So getting into the word, understanding the word, having love as the main ingredient in understanding these things, we should have been already prepared before the COVID and not having these issues today. And it's the same thing with Minnesota. They're, they're in this, this pattern that they've been in, you know, whatever it is, you know, I don't want to go there, but you know, they're in some sort of a pattern and then something happened. This pattern is coming back up again and, it, and it, it's happening. Why? Because love is not in the, uh, in the mixture. It's not in the, uh, in the ingredients of what they need to be doing. And it just, it's developing the same thing over and over again. Um, but this beatitude translates into the virtue of diplomacy, diplomacy, not in the sense that the one is a peacemaker between two opposing persons or groups of people. This diplomacy refers to the manner into something that comes up. Ah, I think you're cool. You're freezing up, Raj. We have we have a question from Eddie. Let's let's ahead, Eddie. hold on a second, okay, Eddie. Go ahead, Eddie. One thing. Oh, hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, one thing uh, we got to do is sometimes you got to walk away from this stuff. It's like this stuff in Minnesota, right? There's a big fire there, and what the media is doing is they're fanning the flames. So to make it worse, make us more angry. See, when we're, we're angry. They can all, they, they, we do foolish things. What we need to do is walk away from this stuff. Somebody told me to fast the media for two weeks. <laughs> well, that is so true. Uh, uh, we've been doing that in our house. We don't watch the media. Yes. And, uh, we don't yeah. watch it. It's Good just deal, Raj. Negativity. Stay yeah, away from negativity. it. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Jeff has a question. Uh, Raj, hold on a second. Um, Jeff, you can unmute yourself. Raj, hold on a second. You're frozen. So let Jeff come in, then we'll come back. All right, go ahead, Jeff, while we're waiting on Raj. Uh, I just, to me, I'm looking at this thing. Uh, so much, so many things are just symptoms. And we, we look at the symptom, we react and respond, and not even respond, but react to the symptom rather than going what's to the underlying issue. To me, part of this, this process is really um, spending time with God is, is that Jesus said, I, I say nothing that I didn't hear my father say, and I, and I don't do anything that I don't see my father do. And so when we're connected, I think to me in the spirit like that, then you're going to, you're going to show fruit of the spirit. That's to me is diplomacy is even if I have the right to respond or anything, if I'm not one doing in love and two, if 
I'm not thinking about what my father would want me to say, then I'm going to react out of here. And that's, to me, that's, and that's really something that I've been working on with this uh, being in quarantine. Um, so for me, that's, that's where I'm at. Amen. Amen. I think we, we kind of lost Roger for a second. We'll wait till he chimes back in. But, um, you know, I, I think about kind of like what Eddie said in reference to, uh, you know, uh, the media, media, you know, and we're quick to put a scapegoat onto something, right? And the truth of it is, is that whatever we're thinking or we're feeling is coming from our hearts, right? And if, if someone has the ability to uh, say something that causes us to be stirred up, right, then that, that thing's in our hearts already, you know what I mean? And, and, and then we're, we're stirred up by the word of someone else. Um, and, and so in those situations, I, I think we need to kind of do an inward check, right? Instead of kind of placing blame on someone else or some other entity and saying, hey, these guys are doing this. Now, you know, it, that's in our hearts. You know, everything that's going on in Minnesota, um, that's in their hearts, right? That's in their hearts. It's, it's not something that someone, you know, put there or told them to go do. It's been in their hearts. It's always been there. And now it's having an opportunity for an outlet, you know, um, and they're, they're taking advantage of that. And it's bad. and It's wrong. You know, um, what happened to uh, Floyd is wrong and what they're doing is wrong. Right. And, and it needs to there needs to be love that comes over. Right. The officer that had him didn't love him. Right. And the people that are, are riding don't love don't love. I mean, it, it always kind of boggles my mind anyway. Where people ride and they destroy their own community, it, how does that help anything? You know, the poor businessman that's that's you know worked his whole life to build up a business. You know, he he has nothing to do with it, and you know you're burning down his business. That, that to me that just makes no sense, and to me that that goes against everything. And I get it, emotions run high, and you know people react. They're reacting to their emotions, and that's why um, it's in your heart. So when we say something or we do something, and you know we like to. We like to put blame on other people. We don't like to take blame for ourselves and our own actions. But that's in our hearts. All right. Um, that, that, uh, what is that? <laughs> that, uh, that police officer in, that police officer in, uh, in Minnesota, it was in his heart to do wrong. It was malice in his heart. Right. And, and, uh, because of that, bad things happen. And usually when we have some type of malice in our hearts, something bad happens. Right. Either we say something wrong, we do something wrong, um, and it never works out to our benefit. Right? Always, always uh, siding with love. You know, once we side with love, we can always, uh, we can always, God will always come in, and God will always do a work and allow us a way out when we're working with love. I see you, Brian. Unmute yourself and come on in. Yeah, Brian, you have to unmute yourself because you, you're muted from your no, own. Right. No. Yeah. Um, Wes, I was considering your words, and I want you to know they are really transparent with God's love in your heart, you know? Um, for me and my brothers, we're just waiting for this whole issue of the riots to to stop and you're right they don't have love they've gone and destroyed their own community and the love of God is not in this and 
just awesome power of God's love is the only thing that will deal with this issue. We need to praise him in the coming and the going, you know? Yep, absolutely. I think yeah. we got Raj coming back in. Get Andre. Um, you know, this is this is tough. The whole thing is tough. Um, you know, we're talking Christianese right now. You know, we're talking all Christians. Pretty much, we could take that understand what you're saying. Um, it, it's tough. You know, um, my daughter has been in a Facebook war with um, people at church and. Some of the things that are said, you know, on this in this Facebook war is like, you know, I haven't I haven't said a thing on Facebook because I don't think people really, really understand. You know, I'm old enough to remember the Martin Luther King riots, old enough to remember the Rodney King riots, you know, even Malcolm X. You know, I'm old enough to remember all of that. And when your voice isn't heard. People, people go to the streets, and that's what's that's what's happening right now. Um, you may have some some Christians at a different level that are, that are dealing with this right now. Um, and right, you know, it's one of these things that we've got to we've got to pray. It's, it's been done already. The veil was torn. Okay, so so to go back to the Old Testament and the law is what people is what it looks like. What people's trying to, trying to do because. They're just disregarding everything that's been that's been done to them with, with you know with, with Christ um, dying and rising. That this stuff doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, my wife said uh, she she uh, put a, put down on one of the our face Facebook posts said uh, walk a mile in that in that guy's shoes. You know, um, Floyd. You know, so. If you can't walk a mile in his shoes, you don't understand what's going on. We don't know the whole story out there, you know. But, <clears throat> and this is great, brothers. I understand what we're trying to do. But to, but to put cushion ease on, on what one idiot did out there, it's unbelievable. Um, growing, growing up, my, my parents taught me to run towards the blue. Now today, people flee from the blue, and my, my whole family—the men are, are police officers, the women are nurses. You know, so it's it's this is this is a tough situation. You know, a lot of prayer, and remember that that God's God's already done this, so we need to receive it. You know, it, it, it's really tough to uh, you know. To, to understand what's what's happening here, you know, um, I, you know, <laughs> and this is a good day that we're talking about diplomacy, um, and you know, uh, because it's it's being able to kind of reconcile things uh, from different sides, and um, I I agree that we need to be able to kind of sometimes step outside of our own um, perception of things, uh, if, that's a, if that's at all possible, um, to step outside of um, your own perception. Because your, your own perception uh, could be flawed based on your experiences. 
uh, based on the things that you've gone through in life, uh, your perception can be flawed uh, and, and, and give you or make it hard for you uh, to see it through the eyes of someone else, right? And that's what, in a sense, causes us to have uh, friction with each other, right? Um, not being able to see through our brother's eyes, right? And not being able to understand kind of what our brother might be going through or feeling in a given moment, right? And I think in, uh, in the scripture, it's called uh, discernment, right? Now, um, the thing is, where I kind of differ from what Andre is saying is that um, I want to make sure I say this correctly. So we should be applying our Christian mentality uh, to situations that we're dealing with. Um, there's a lot of complex issues that are involved, right, which make it extremely hard, but that's why we're here. That's why Jesus has placed us here um, in order that uh, we might be the calm in the storm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I get it. You know, you got people that aren't Christian, people that are Christians, young baby Christians, mature Christians, all, but we're all, we're all expected to do the same. We're all expected to love each other. We're all expected to uh, take care of each other. Um, and, and there's really no excuse uh, that we can make for that. And, and that's what we have to be careful of, that we're making excuses. When things like this happen, um, we're called uh, to step in the fray and be the peacemakers. We're, we're called to step into the fray and, and be the calm in the storm. Um, and if we allow the storm to overtake us, um, then we're no, we're no different uh, than the world in that aspect, right? Um, I'm not sure if, Raj, do you have audio yet? Nod or no? Yeah, yeah I'm all set. Okay, all right. Go ahead, Raj, you can come back in. Um, you're right about that, you know, but we need to be following Rogers, your location, Rogers, uh, killing you this morning. Uh, I saw you right there, you know. It's kind of, yeah, it's killing you this wow. morning. Yeah. I'm right, next, I'm right next to my Wi-Fi zone. I'm right next to it. So now you're good. Now you're good, but you just, I don't know, yeah. for some reason, just jumps in and freezes you up. Yeah, no. I think you're good now, so try and give it a go right now, Raj. Okay. We need to follow Jesus' way. I believe it's it's the only way. Uh, we just get in the way. And, and, and uh, think of these things that it's going to be okay to do. Really, I'll, I'll be out. I'm out. <laughs> you know what, Roger? I I kind of feel like I kind of feel like like you got something that needs to be said and. And the enemy keeps wanting to come in, man. And, and the enemy keeps wanting to come in and bounce you, man. I think you have something that needs to be said. Ah, oh, man, how frustrating. Um, it is. It's okay. Oh, man. All right, so, um, you know, the, the, 
the thing of diplomacy, and I don't, I don't know where Roger was heading, um, but I, I like where he was with the power of the tongue, right? And 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 we've kind of been able to isolate it to the place of the heart, right? Because the truth is, is um, whatever's in your heart is what comes out of the mouth, right? And that's what Scripture says that what's in the heart comes out of the mouth, right? Um, and the one thing that that I I want to steer you guys away from, and us as men of God, um. We have to stop. We have to stop being like Adam. All right? And I don't know if you know what I mean by that. But when Adam was in the garden and the Lord said, "Adam, what what have you done?" What did Adam do? Right away he shifted the blame on somebody. He said, "That woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit and I ate of it." Right? That see, he was pushing blame off on on the girl, on the woman. Right when God told him not to eat from the God, He never even told the woman not to eat from God. He told him not to, and all he had to say was, "You know what? You might have eaten it. Shame on you. I'm not touching that stuff." Right, but he didn't. And then when God confronted him on it, he pushed the blame off on someone else. And we're quick to do that. We're quick to push the blame off on something else that caused us to do what we do. Right, and we have to really fight against that. Right, um, first thing that that I always try to do um, is I always want to look inward. You know, I, I always ask myself, where did that come from? Where did that thought come from? Where did, if, if I said, if something caused my mouth to say something that I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? I always search inward first. And I ask myself, where, where in the world did that come from? Is that the enemy or is that me? All right, because it could be the enemy, but it also could be me. All right, um, saying, uh, or that thing that was in my heart that just came out, slipped out, right? We, we, we do a good job of fighting um, to keep that bad stuff down that we know is in our hearts, right? But sometimes that stuff slips out, right? <laughs> and, it, and it comes out. Um, so peacemakers, right? Um, someone who reconciles two different sides, right? And there's a lot of reconciliation that needs to take place. In this time, I, 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 I want to caution you from taking sides, right? Um, be careful when you take a side, right? Because whereas one side may have some faults, the other side definitely has faults as well, right? And and we got to be careful when we take a side and we pick a side to be on. Um, we want to be on God's side. We want to be on the side of Jesus Christ. Uh, we want to be on the side of love. We want to be on the side of peace, because um, that's what that's what we've been called to do. You know, and I think when we start to take sides, and this is just my opinion, guys, um, when we start to take sides, um, we align ourselves with the world. Right? We have to be careful about that. If we're gonna pick a side, pick Jesus. Um, Brian, I saw your hand up. Um, hold on a second. All right, unmute yourself, Brian. Yeah, all set. Um. <laughs> Gentlemen, and I mean gentle men of God, we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. So the Holy Spirit can guide and guard our hearts. You know, when I come to the end of myself, all right, there is Jesus. And he is the ultimate judge. 
And as we shed off wood, hay, and stubble and issue the gleaning, okay, for the poor, not going and getting the edge of the field, leaving that gleaning for the poor and the widow. And the value that God blesses us in our hearts, the ultimate control is up to us as we plead the blood of Christ upon all our days and we look forward to the day of our reconciliation to him. You know, the, the whole end of us is to serve, to honor, and profess the name of Jesus through the God of the Holy Spirit, Father and Lord. Amen. 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 So let me ask you guys a question. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to pick on some guys I haven't heard this morning. Um, so what does what does a man of peace look like? What what is what does a man of peace look like? What is a what is a peacemaker? Right. This is blessed to the peacemakers. Right. What does a peacemaker look like? Alan. I'm going to come to you first. I haven't heard from you. You've been attentively listening. And uh, I just want to hear your thoughts this morning. I think, uh, to me, it looks like uh, when Jesus said, you know, he is without sin, cast the first stone. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it puts the thought in the other people's minds that to search themselves. And you know, realize where they are in the situation and, you know, that diffused that whole scene. Yeah, amen. Amen. Hmm. You know, I was thinking earlier, talking about Minnesota, you know, and I, I don't know why this thought came, but that, that uh, Super Bowl where the Patriots were far behind, you know, when it came down to the fourth quarter, it only took one voice to change that whole thing. Hmm. Know, Tom Brady said, let's go do your job. You know, normally, you know, everybody would say, okay, we're the defeated, they would lay down, you know, but one voice could change hmm. everything. Hmm. Hmm. You know, Hallelujah. Like Jesus did in that situation, you know, he changed everything with a couple of words. Hallelujah. Hmm. I like it. I like it. I like it. You know, I, I love the example. I love the example. Um, what... what what did it take for Jesus to do that? Truth. All right, truth. But but what else? What else? Let's um let's let's call on Jeff. I wanna I wanna hear from you, Jeff. I wanna hear from the wisdom of Jeff Tosh this morning. You can unmute yourself, Josh. What what did it what did it take for Jesus to do that? I think you have to unmute yourself, Jeff, because I There you go. I think it was just a, I mean, so many things in the Beatitudes just add up to that, that, uh, that humility, that obedience that knew that um, he could do nothing without the Father. Mm. And so I think that's really, 
to me, it just boils down to obedience. Hmm. Um, hmm. And he was willing to do that. He knew, and out of that too is love. He knew what he was go. He knew what he was going to the cross for, hmm. and why. Hallelujah. Like, you know. So even when, uh, perfect example for me is when Peter talks to Jesus and tells him that, you know, there's no way you're going to the cross. There's no way you're going to die. And Jesus turned and looked at the disciples before him. And thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing this for you guys. And so he walked in that. Hmm. And uh, so that's that's my thoughts. Amen. John Martino. Yo. You've been you've been very quiet back there. I know you have a lot of wisdom to impart on us. So, what 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 did it take for Jesus to do what he did? In that situation with the woman caught in the act of adultery. Johnny Dure. That first, the first that I, I said earlier, First Peter, where it says, "Prepare your minds and uh, be self-controlled." Amen, 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 John. Johnny Dure. I know you're sitting there listening. I see you, Raj. Come back to you. Um, what are your thoughts, John? You can unmute yourself. Yep. Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Do what he did. Do what he did. Um, I, I think it took a lot of um, gall. Um, the 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 word is um, chutzpah. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot, of, a lot of chutzpah to to do some do something against the grain, to do something that um, where there's two sides, but you make your own. Middle uh, middle lane, and I think when it comes to um, 
bringing peace into a situation, um, it, it, there's going to be a point where it's going to require us doing something uncomfortable. Hmm. And something uncomfortable may be, it, 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 is, it might be the right way, it most likely is the right way for following Jesus, but to others, they, they, they may look at us as if it's something that's uncommon, unusual, makes no sense. And that's why it requires having that. I mean, we're all men here. Have, having some <laughs> stones. Yeah. <laughs> to really, to really, huh. really um, um, say, wait a minute. I, I understand you're thinking this way. I understand you're thinking that way. But there's the kingdom way. There's mm. a way that has already been um, um, set in place. I think someone have mentioned truth. Um, this is the right way. Um, mm. and, and it takes some stones to, to really go against the grain, to really do something that is completely opposite of what the world is doing. Mm. Just to bring that peace into that situation. And, and that thing, I, know, I know we're talking about peacemakers and diplomacy. When you think about a diplomat, his role or her role is to go into other countries and, and make peace with, because we're in the U.S., with the U.S., and to maintain that peace with the U.S. And sometimes it requires some unconventional ways to do it. For a man or woman of the United States of America to go into another country and to bring that peace and maintain that peace, it, it takes a lot of stones to do that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey, so, 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 I'm proud of Johnny, man. Johnny's the youngest cat in here, right? He's speaking wisdom, right? It took. Is love weak? Is love? Is love? Is love passive? No, not at all. Right, love is strong, right, and it takes strength, right, in order to to say or do the right thing. It takes strength, right, because Jesus stepped in the middle. He could have been a part of the stoning. They could have turned the stones on him. So it, it, it took strength. It took, uh, like Johnny said, gall. Right. It t- it took something for him to step into the fray to say, "Hold on a second. Let him who has sinned not throw the first stone," right, um, and and and. You know, a peacemaker has to be has to have some strength, has to have a backbone, right? They have to have you know uh, uh, the ability to walk into the fray, um, even though they might be afraid, even though they might not know the outcome, to speak truth and to speak things that are right. That takes strength. That takes an inner strength that can only come from God. An inner strength that can only come from God. Um, we we cannot. You know, um, we and that's and I think this is this in here lies the crux of the problem that we have, right, or that we see, is is, is no one willing to step in the fray, right, to say this is wrong, right, this is wrong, you know, um, instead just joining the mob, right, and going along with the mob, right, um, if 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 it were. Back in the time of Jesus, right? We'd all be part of the stoners. We'd all be part of the ones that have the rocks in our hand, ready to stone the woman, right? No one willing to step into the fray to say, guys, this isn't right. This isn't God. This isn't love. This is not what we're called for, right? Is the situation, is what the lady did wrong? Absolutely. She was caught in the act, right? She was wrong. But love overcame that. Love overshadowed that. And love forgave. Right, and that's the hardest thing. One of the most powerful things I ever seen in my life, right, was uh, when the shooter went into the South Carolina church. He shoots up nine people, right, kills nine people in that church. 
family members, brothers, sisters, right? And then the very next day, the very next day, you have the family members that were just slain saying on national TV that I forgive the shooter. That's love, right? That's, that's stepping in the fray because it could easily have, have erupted into this crazy, uh, riotous time, right? Everybody was angry. Everybody's upset. But by them coming in and saying, you know what? I forgive and, and I forgive him. And they showed an act of love. Man, that, to me, that, that was an act. That was God being shown to the whole world. Right? That was God being shown to the whole world. That blew my mind. I was like, wow. Because I couldn't imagine myself having lost a loved one that way. Having it in my heart to be able to come on and say that I forgive that person. Uh, Bob Scalisi? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to uh, add, um, I think part of diplomacy is patience and tolerance. Amen. Amen. Yes, definitely going to be times when you need patience and you need tolerance, right? Um, Roger, I saw you your hand up a while ago. Do you have a voice now? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I do have a voice. All right. Um, I think, um, you know, in that when he was there, when the men were ready to stone, it was a whole different attitude with these men. They were ready to throw rocks or stuff like that. That was their mentality. But what Jesus did, he pretty much didn't do anything. It's what he said and how he said it. Because most of, not most of the times, all the time that Jesus spoke, people listened. And said, this guy, his words are so peaceful. There's nothing. He didn't start anything to, to start a ruckus to, to cause him. Don't throw those rocks. He didn't argue with them or anything. He just said, you sin, cast the first stone. You know, simple thing, a very, very peaceful words that he said and made these guys understand heard that, the way he said it, heard it, and, and they dropped the stones and walked away. It's the peaceful words that came out of his mouth that made these men realize, you know, hey, this, 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 this guy means something. You know, whatever he said made me change my mind. Hmm. The way he said it. And, and it was it was kind of a, an argumentative situation. It was a mob getting ready to, to stone this, this female for what she did. Yeah, and Pastor West said, yeah, she did wrong, but love was there to correct that. But again, it was, it was the way Jesus spoke the words. And, you know, and going back to what Johnny was saying, you know, uh, watching that series, uh, The Chosen, Against the Current, uh, which is pretty powerful, you know, how the fish are going against the current, against other fish. And I would... Myself thinking about Minnesota uh, going against the current. Would any one of you here right now go to Minnesota and show love? Right now. Go to Minnesota in the middle of the fire and show love. Amen. Amen. Anybody. I would Anybody go. Here right now? Anybody. I would go. I would go. Showing love, showing kindness, word. 
Amen. I think at that you froze, but that was awesome, awesome timing for you, Raj. <laughs> I would go. I would go, right? Because because Raj is absolutely right, right? There's there's, and that and I think that's that's the thing, right? So I mean, we can get on Zoom, and we can uh, talk powerful words, right? And, and and we can you know go to our churches and talk powerful words, but action speaks louder. Right, um, we have to be men that are willing, like Johnny said, to have the gall, to step into the fray, and say, you know what, this isn't right, right, to speak truth, you know, and, and maybe even challenge, right, because Jesus was challenging them. He said, if you, hey, if you don't have sin, by all means, throw the stone, because he's the one, only one there without sin, that wasn't throwing a stone, right. But he was there to, to 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 make a point and to prove the, and to forgive sins of this woman that had committed adultery, right? He wasn't afraid to step in the fray, right? Um, and I think a lot of times we're okay to sit on the sidelines, kind of watch and have our sideline comment. We're sideline commentaries, <laughs> right? Instead of actually doing something productive. Doing something that matters, something that helps, something that's godly to make a change, right? To do something that's going to make people look and say, hey, there's God in this situation. Like Roger said at the beginning, where is God in this situation? Where is God? Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, to me, it would, it would seem as though the spiritual leaders there in Minnesota should have had their own press conference telling, them, telling people to... To stop Telling them that it's not right that, it's, that, that, that this isn't the way to go I haven't seen one I don't know, have you guys Has anybody seen any press conference Or any spiritual leader at all there in Minnesota Stepping up and saying stop, don't do this Right, the, the men of God Need to come together in Minnesota And hold a press conference saying Hey listen, I know you're angry I know you're upset And this isn't right um, We agree with you But this isn't right either Right? What you're doing is not right either. Right? Because you're sinning just as much as that one officer sinned in what you're doing. Right? When God looks down on it, he doesn't see one sin worse than the other. Sin is sin in his eyes. Right? So the guy burning the police station down and the and the officer that knelt on the Floyd's neck until he died, God's seeing that as the same sin. He doesn't he doesn't put it in any category. Right? So you know, if there's something for us to learn from this, if there's something for, for us to be challenged by, right? If we want to challenge ourselves, then we have, to be, we have to be willing to step in the fray. We have to be willing to go. We have to be willing to put ourselves in a line of danger, right? In order for the sake, for the peace of God to shine, right? Um, I don't know if you guys heard uh, my sermon at all on Thursday night, but, you know... Freedom is not free. Right? God paid a, a heavy price for your freedom. Right? He paid a heavy price. He sent his one and only son that you might have freedom. And your your responsibility to that freedom is to um to be willing to place yourself so that others might receive freedom. To put yourselves in a in a line of fire so that others might be willing to receive freedom because your savior did for you 
right? And I know that's a heavy call. It's a heavy call, guys. It's not an, not an easy one, right? But love, this is the other side of love that we neglect. This is the side of love that, that's strong, that shows strength, that goes above and beyond because of love. This is that side of love we're talking about, right? The ability to say, you know what? Because I love my fellow man, because I know that God created us all to be his sons, whether I agree with you or not, I'm going to step in the middle and say, you know what? This isn't right. This is not godly, right? This isn't love, right? We should see love there, right? We, God is there, right? Roger's right. God is there. But God's there looking around saying, where's the love? God's there looking around saying, where's the love? I don't see it. No one's calling on my name. No one's asked me to come in and intercede in this situation. Maybe there has been. Maybe there's some people there that are praying in their wall closets. I'm sure there is. Right? But sometimes, guys, and hear me on this. Sometimes it takes more than just being in our wall closet. Sometimes it takes us stepping outside that wall closet and stepping into the fray. Right? And being willing to put our, our beliefs and our faith on the line for the sake of God. Right? Sometimes I think we hide in the wall closet. Sometimes we need to step out and step into the fray and say, hey, this is, this is love and I want to show love. Does anybody, any, any thoughts on that? Uh, I'm going to come to, I'm going to come to John, John Cambio. Let me, uh, uh, did I unmute you or did you mute yourself? I'll unmute you. I get it, John. close to the time that we need to I know we can continue this conversation do you have any any final thoughts that you want to or anything that you didn't weren't able to cover well I, I wanted to read if I don't get frozen up 
Thank you for tuning in to this morning's Rally Point Men's Meeting, where we discussed diplomacy. Blessed are the peacemakers. Are you a peacemaker? Well, we encourage you just to uh, be a doer of the word. Step into the fray and be a peacemaker. God bless you, and we look forward to the next time we can meet with you again. In Jesus' name, amen.